about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. this about how to develop great character nothing nothing about character is hereditary let me first kill this nothing about character is hereditary why everyone regardless of social background financial status race or sex enters into the world with an equal opportunity to become a person of great character there is this saying, and I know that many people will agree with me, especially those who are psychologists or, or, or other people in some certain genres of education, will say to me that character is, 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 is like a DNA. No, there is no character that is forged on the DNA. No. Sometimes we, we pick up similar attitudes from our parents but, the, the, but, but, but if, we, if we sit down that uh, character is heavy duty, that means that someone who murdered someone means that everybody in their family will become a murderer. That's not so. We've seen people who have been murderers. We've seen people who, who, who still we've been people who, who are strong on cocaine and uh, have this kind of addiction. Uh, we've seen people who, who, who are built up or who, who are born into a project. We've seen people who are born into abject poverty and their whole generation was poor. But we can also see that there are people who have grown out of that. We can see people who didn't follow their fathers or their mothers during being a hero in addict. We've seen people who have been able to make million, million, millions of pounds and become rich out of abject poverty. So I need to say this clearly so that many people won't say, oh, he's like his father. That word, he's like his mother. It's some of the things that we need to start to be careful about or I'm just like my father. No, you can't be just like your father because if your father has committed a crime, does that mean you automatically will commit the crime? You've got to be able to understand that good character, good character is not formed in a week or a month. It is created little by little and day by day. So you can change. You can change. You can change. Everyone entered into this world with equal opportunities to be able to change and build their character. Character is not formed in a day. Prolonged and persistent effort is needed to develop good character. Building character takes sacrifice. Let me say this. It's taken me years to be able not to respond always to things that come my way. It's taken years. It's taken years. Even as a pastor, it's taken me, me years to accommodate failure sometimes. I remember there was a time that every Sunday I'm walking into church, before I'm about to preach, I'm already angry. I'm frustrated. Something wasn't wrong. One protocol has gone AWOL. Uh, the sound just doesn't sound right. The, 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 the singers have not been in the spirit. The instrumentalists are off key. Every single Sunday as I walk into church, I can find something to complain about. Maybe the pulpit is not cleaned. Maybe something is not clean. And, and I come onto the pulpit already angry. 
And sometimes I'm addressing these wonderful people who are trying their hearts to do stuff. And I'm addressing them with anger. I'm addressing them with, with, what, with, with what I say is passion. But it's not directed properly. And after a while, I remember this incident clearly. We were in Institute Studio, not in the building we are right now. Remember clearly, one day, I got up. And it's every time I get up that the sound doesn't just work. I got up and the sound just wasn't. And I was looking at the sound guy and said, what on earth is happening right now? Everybody was holding onto their chair. And the guy just said, I'm trying my best. It broke my heart. It had to change the way I think. And then I started to look at the guy and I, there and there I said, hang on, this guy gets to church at 8 a.m. for an 11 o'clock service. I see him feed his three children in the car while his wife is still in the car feeding the children while these guys are carrying heavy equipment to set up. How, let me use the word, it's been a while now, how stupid am I to really think that since for three hours these guys have set this up only to fail? I lack character of patience. I lack character of accommodating people's failures sometimes. I, we sometimes think that we are God Almighty in the world. But after a while, bit by bit, God started to forge character, compassion on the inside of me. Why did I say all that? It's because you, you may think that many pastors are, are godly, are, are, have good character. We don't. Don't let anyone deceive you. In fact, sometimes the worst characters you may find around may be pastors. But what we're saying is that I'm coming to you open, even in my home, open, that it takes a while to develop good and great character. But you have to understand that building character takes a sacrifice. Building character takes sacrifice. Building character means that the new you will come at the sacrifice of the old you. Character, listen to me carefully, carefully, character may be manifested in the great moments. Character may be manifested in the great moments. You know something is coming right now. Character may be manifested in the great moments, but is made in the small moments. Your character may manifest in the great moments, but that character didn't occur when things were great. It was manifested when it was small. Sometimes your greatest blessings come from your most negative circumstances. Ah, the pastor time. You're going on on this character because many people's lives and marriages and relationships and opportunities have been destroyed by bad character. There are attitudes during this season. You're angry because the people are always around you at home. And you do not realize that there are some people, unfortunately and tragically, are dying alone in the hospital. Nobody to visit them. You're angry because your children are making noise. You really don't want that home to be quiet. You've got to start to develop great character. Yes, he lost his job. Yes, she lost her job. So what? They haven't lost their lives. Character is built by confronting life. In doing so, developing and confronting ourselves comes out of us confronting life. 
Emotions may drive us to make a decision, but character, but character or discipline is what keeps us going even when the journey is hard. I hope this will bless you because many people are just praying. Many people have lost out of their blessing because all they're doing is they're praying. They're praying. They thought that the prayer, <laughs> they, they thought, and even I thought so, that the prayer of favor, God, mataka, giga, 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 give me favor, favor, mercy, favor, mercy, ah, mercy. They think that that prayer is going to defend or immune them from the consequences of bad character. You hate your mom. You dislike your dad. You can't stand your brothers. You can't even talk to your friends. And then you want God to bless you. And when God says, why don't you pray for that friend you don't like? Why don't you pray for your parents? He's like, God, I'm not in the mood. God, I, I need time to get over this. And you're truncating your destiny because some of us don't realize that sometimes our blessings are tied to the people that God says, even if you see your enemy, pray for them and bless them. By reason of that, you will heap a coal of fire upon them. You can't even pray for your wife. You can't pray for your husband. You're so hurt. You're so angry. That you have decided in your life that this is the end of it. You're no more picking up the phone as a single person to call your friend. And it could be your friend that may hook you up to the place where you need to go. But you're so angry. You're so depressed. Because you don't know how to develop great character inside the storm. What are the people going to say about you? They're not going to remember your Louboutin shoes. They're not going to remember your coat that you're wearing. They're not going to remember your, 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 your Gucci, your, your Gucci uh, 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 sunglasses. We're not going to remember all that. We're not going to remember uh, uh, your Prada uh, bag. Neither are we going to remember the watch you're wearing. But when they mention your name, it's not Gucci that's going to come to their mind. What's going to come to their mind is what you've done. What you're doing, your character. This is very important. I like what Peter Scholes said. He says, the fo- who was the former chief executive of Prosser, he said, higher character, train skills. <laughs> he said, higher character. When you want to hire anyone in your establishment, don't hire skills. Skills can be trained. But higher character. So let's go into our teachings furthermore and start to say, how do I develop good character? God said to me, said, son, You've got to preach this until you can preach no more. Because many people are failing at the point of character. Homes are failing, relationships are failing at the point of character. Character. The major blessings that come into my life is by character. It's by character. Not by skills, not by charisma. It's character. Charisma will will open doors for you. Character will maintain those doors. Character. So how do I develop good character that can transform my present and dictate my future? Going to say that again. How can I develop good character? All of us can develop good character. There is nobody here who is perfect. We are trying to reach that place of perfection. But how do I develop good character that is able to change my present situation and also dictate to my future? I've got four. I'm going to give you two today. Number one, be trainable. Ha, ha, ha. 
Be what? Trainable. Now listen to this. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. He says, train up a child in the way he should go. Teaching him to seek God's wisdom and, and will for his ability. Can you see that? Train up a child in the way he should go. Teaching him to seek him or her to seek God's wisdom and will for his ability and talents. Meaning, he has got abilities, he's got talents, but train him that God's wisdom may be able to accentuate that talent and ability. He says, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. <laughs> Let me quickly go to the children. Let, let's do a side a side movement right now. Many people applaud gifts because that's, that's what you see in a, guy, in a child developing every single time. What we're seeing and applauding is gifts. A, a child may not be able to play the piano, may not be able to play the violin, he may not be a runner, he may not be a sports person, he may not be an artist, he may not be, he may just be an ordinary person that God wants to turn into an extraordinary thing. But, but we don't applaud that. But when a phone call comes into the house and that child picks up the phone and says, Hello, good afternoon. Uh, this is this is this is Tammy speaking. Who do you want to speak to? Oh, can I speak to your dad and mom? Sorry, sir. Just a second. Let me try to see what they're doing. And they come and call you, and they, and, and 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 they give you the phone. That courtesy is not cared for, because we're comparing Tammy to Tyre in school, who is a top athlete and who gets A stars all throughout. A stars will never be applicable in the marketplace if bad character is there. In fact, because that person is always successful, he may produce pride. Yesterday, as I was watching the women's stuff, wonderful thing that I actually like said is that sometimes, because we're so successful, we leave behind those who are with us on our journey to success. And I preached about that last week. She said there was a time she had to go back to her parents, go back to her roots, go back to her God. Because when you train a child in the way of God, they will stop developing, they will stop depending, sorry, on their skills and ability and start depending upon God who can uplift them and maintain it. And that's the same thing with us. Because your skills and ability can get you a husband. It will not keep you in the home. It can get you a wife and you can miss out on your destiny. As Nabal missed out of his destiny by being so wicked that he didn't listen to Abigail and somebody else married her. I hope this is a blessing to some people. He says, train up. If we, listen, if we don't invest in building character in children, we will surely invest more tomorrow in trying to repair adults. I'm going to say this again. Michael Josephson, um, Michael Johnson, Josephson, I want to make sure I'm quoting the right person. He says, if we don't invest now in building character in children, we will surely invest more tomorrow in trying to repair adults. Many of us are not looking at our children and not looking at our lives to try to develop character at this point in time. Fathers, let me speak to you. This is a detour. Let me speak to you, fathers. Let me speak to you, fathers. I don't think, and I pray, hear me out, that we don't go through this situation again. We will never find this other opportunity again. One father was saying to me, he said, 
I miss having a child right now. I wish I had a child right now. Because it, it, this is the best time when we're locked down to develop character inside your children. This is the best time to stretch the bow, to release them to go further than where they think they can. And many of you are still shutting the door and still running after money. Shutting the door and you're still running after your job that they can sack you any single time. Shutting the door and there's no time that you can sit down with your kids to understand where are they. Praying that they should open the schools. Maybe they haven't opened the school so we can develop character. Have we not seen how the night crime has fallen? Meaning that if you sit at home and they're with their parents and with their family, that crime becomes obsolete. Have you not seen? I'm not saying we haven't seen one or two, but we've seen one or two or three that has occurred when they, when they ease the lockdown. Meaning that crime fell. Because homes are building children. You've got to build them so you don't repair them when they're adults. And many people are trying to spend money with their adult children when they're supposed to bring them up right now. Remember, somebody brought a 25-year-old to me and said, Pastor, I hand him or her over to you. And I laughed. I said, don't expect a miracle. Because what you haven't done in 25 years, I'm not going to finish in 25 days. Come on. And it's never too late. But the question is, why, why, did the, why, did, why did Solomon say, train up a child? Let me first say to this, listen carefully as I continue on this one. Everyone listening to me is a child. You can be 85 or you can be 22. Everyone is a child. Everyone is a child. And God says, I want to train you up. To train right, listen to me, to train right. If you want to be an athlete, if you want to be a husband, if you want to be a wife, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you must learn to train right. They said, they said um, 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 constant practice makes perfect, or good practice makes perfect. Or practice makes perfect. Sorry, 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 sorry. Practice makes perfect. Somebody add something to it, you know? Because you can practice the wrong thing and still perfect the wrong thing. It is right practice that makes perfect. Right. And so if you have to train right, you must be coachable. If you want to be a good wife, be coachable. If you want to be a good husband, be coachable. If you want to be a good pastor, be coachable. If you want to be a, a, a good athlete, be coachable. If you want to be a good entrepreneur, be coachable. You've got to be coachable. Because to be coachable, you must be teachable. You must be teachable. The Bible didn't even say teach a child. No. The verse says train a child. Train. Train. Because training is different from teaching. Many people want teaching, not training. Many people can be taught, but not many people are ready for training. Pastor, what are you talking about? Listen to me. It takes years to train. If you want to get a six-pack, it will take years to train. If, 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 you, if, 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 you, if you want to be a great entrepreneur, it takes years to train. It takes years to train. It takes sweat. It takes sacrifice. I was sitting this morning, we were about to start the service, and the service was going. I was still making some adjustments. And someone comes to me and says, are you still making adjustments? What does this mean? What does this color mean? What does this thing mean? And, and, and he said, this thing you've done over years and years, it takes years 
It takes years to train. It takes years to train. It takes sweat. It takes blood. Look at Prince William. How long he is still training to get to the throne. But Prince Charles, his father, has not yet even attended. It is not called teaching for reigning. It's called training for reigning. There's a difference there. Teaching is theoretical and abstract. While training, when done well, is more hands-on and practical. I remember one, one, one wonderful lady, one time, she was, saying, she was saying, Mom, she was calling my wife. She said, Mom, how, how, how can I do this? How can I do that? Mom, my wife said, I can't teach you over the phone. You've got to come to my house. And every weekend she was coming to the house just to learn how to cook. Then I remember one gentleman came to my house one time. And says, oh, uh, when my wife goes out, I have to hold the baby, I have to do this. I said, no, 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 no. You can also put him on your back. And you can tie a wrap around yourself. And he says, ah, can I do that? Yes. So I was teaching him how to do that. I did it with Jamie. It's called training. He says, wow. He went back home, he tried it, and he could do so many other things with that. If not, get the papoose and put it in front of you. It's called training. Many people, many young ones don't like training. They like teaching. They like sitting down and you just go and regurgitating things they have heard so many times. But nobody wants to go and practice it. It's called training. It's training. I remember I've said this so many times. When you use, I was using the, the, the Kung Fu kids or the Karate kids. The Karate kid wanted to learn how to, how to do ya, ya, ha, ha. And he came to this man. Who was a guru and he said to him, I want to learn this. And the man knew he wanted to learn it to show off. And then what he did, he says, okay, if you want to train, come. And then he, started, he gave him two, two different cloths with a wax. He says, wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. And he was doing that for days. Afterwards, he was frustrated. And the man says, if you don't like it, you can leave. Because he wasn't teaching him. He was training him. Teaching seeks to impart knowledge and provide information, while training intends to develop abilities. Many people run from training. It means that you come to the table with no knowledge, you come empty. The people who you're going to win are the ones, or the people who are going to win are the ones who come empty. Listen to this. I read this and it's in my book, Don't Just Do Something. Bruce Lee's story set the stage for this little exercise. A, a, a master martial artist asked Bruce to teach him everything he knows about martial arts. This is a, listen to me, a master martial arts asked Bruce Lee to teach him everything he knows about martial arts. Bruce Lee did something. He held two cups up. And I hope you can see this. He held two cups up. And he says, the first cup, Bruce says, represents all your knowledge about martial arts. The second cup represents all my knowledge about martial arts. If you want to fill your cup with my knowledge, you have to empty your own cup. <laughs> Listen to me. Because sometimes when you come to a pastor, when you come to someone who you says you want to be your mentor, your cups are already full. When you want to seek marital advice, your cups are already full. When you, when you want to seek uh, 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 how to establish business, you've read so many books, your cups are already full. I hope you can see this. And listen to me. This is the trainer. And the trainer 
or the mentor or your pastor may not be as knowledgeable or talented as you because you always like the one that looks attractive. See? This is really good. You can drink this and then it tastes nice because it's Ribena. But, but, ah, yeah, this is tasteless. And many of you, you like the teaching because it looks good. But you don't like the training because it's tasteless. And if you're ever going to come to the place that is tasteless, if you're ever going to come to the place that does not look that good, if you're ever going to be the roof of the next generation, you have to follow a tasteless Naomi. Sometimes your mom is telling you to do something and she, her life doesn't show that if she had done it, she would not be where she is. That's what you're saying. What you don't realize is because she's lived a tasteless life, she wants to give taste to your own life. And he's saying, and I'm saying to you, unless you learn to empty your cup, you can, this is your cup, and you've got to empty all your Instagram, all the things you've learned, you've got to empty it so that this tasteless thing will now be poured onto the inside of you, and when it's poured onto the inside of you, it will make you better for generations to come. If that girl didn't come to our house every single week, uh, weekend to just empty herself and be filled she won't be where she is she didn't only learn about cooking that was even the least she learned about finances she learned she saw what my wife was doing many people want to jump out you're on the instagram you're on everywhere you're teaching you're doing stuff you haven't learned nothing i remember i looked at a lady one time she was giving a talk on on, on youtube i called her and i said shut up Next time I see you on there, I will come online and I will disgrace you. What about, what is it in your life that you want to talk about? You can't listen to anyone. You don't do this. You don't do that. And here you are coming and, 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 and talking garbage. No. If Prince Charles hasn't yet got to the throne, you have a long way to go. It's called training. So what are you talking about? I don't want people talking about what they're not doing. It has to be a reflection of your life. And many people are just showing a reputation instead of character. How do I develop character? Ladies and gentlemen, let me calm down now. You've got to be trainable. You've got to be coachable. Be coachable. What does the Bible say? Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. It says, let the wise listen and add to their learning. <laughs> let the wise listen. Let the wise listen. You've got to empty. Empty this. Empty this. Empty everything you have. Empty it. Come on, empty it. Empty it. Empty it. So that God can pour into you. People can pour into you. You've got to empty it. You've got to empty it. Train up a child. Be coachable. Be coachable. Be coachable. You must be ready for learning that will produce training for reigning. I've got to get, give you that. You, 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 you must be coachable and coachable means you must be ready for learning that will produce training for your reigning ah, I'm going to say that one more time I hope you got, got that you've got to be coachable so that you're ready for learning that can produce training for your reigning you are not going to reign if you don't train and if you can't learn you're not. You've got to be coachable. And, and, and listen to me. Let me give you two or three things of, of, of being coachable. If you are going to be coachable, you must be on, 
offendable. <laughs> you cannot take offense. Many people are offended by the trainer. You're offended. You're offended. Many people have stopped coming for counseling because they feel, ah, pastor doesn't understand what I'm going through. Pastor friend doesn't understand what I'm going through. I, I, I need somebody else that, 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 that understands what I'm going through. You're offended. The pastor said something and then you become offended. You know what? That's why you don't last long with your mentors. Look for an environment where you will be coached, not just paid. You want to learn about business? Go and learn to be an apprentice. Remember someone in our church who has a wonderful business. No, I'm sorry, I mentioned it. Daniel Ford. He went in, when I looked into his history and he was discussing this with me, he was running errands for years under someone else in which some of you would have been offended because they're telling you, get me some tea, get me some coffee. You're running errands. They tell you, go look at that property, come back and tell us your assessment. While the others are eating lunch in the office. And they look like they're settled and they made it. But the highest place they can go in that office is to keep walking under someone. You are going to establish a business and employ hundreds of people. So your training, Kapato Hosha, is going to be different from somebody else. If you want to train for a long marriage, it's going to be different from just going to movies every time. And just learning how to twerk. You think twerking is going to keep the man. If you're going to train for longevity of mind, it's, it's more different than getting into the gym and developing a six-pack. That's, that your wife won't remember any time when there's no food on the table. And you're training sometimes to cheat. Stupid. Your training is not to be able to build a home and build character in your children, to build them up for a higher level. You're just training to show off and be attractive and flirt around. And God is saying, you're not ready for what I have for you. Many people may be sitting in the office and be eating. Many people may be sitting in the office and be drinking. They go to the pub every single time. You're not doing that. It's training. There are seasons in our lives where we go into isolations and we train for the future. Many of us don't want to do that because we're not coachable. We're offended by the person that is trying to take us to the next level. And every time you're asking, how much have I been paid? How much is my money here? In your early years, what you learn is more important than what you earn. I'm coming up with these rhymes. God is just giving me some stuff. In your early years, what you learn is more important than what you earn. It is important. Many people just want to earn money and they use it. Instead of knowing how to learn. Actually, what you learn early would determine what you earn later. Let me give you this. In your early years, what you learn is more important than what you earn. Why? Because what you learn early determines what you earn later. This lockdown is really bringing something else in me. You got to really understand that it's not about money. Let me share, man. Let me share. Let me share this with you. I've been under two, three, many, but two main pastors, and it has never been easy. The first one taught me spirituality and preaching. 
The second one taught me giving an excellence. To the whole world, they're horrible. They were maybe horrible pastors and reputation wasn't probably that good in your own eyes. But to me, they've been assets. What I am today was forged in learning what to do and what not to do. What I am today is by sticking close to them. Not trying to think I'm going to have a church. Never did it cross my mind that I was ever going to have a church. I was petrified. I was afraid. God doesn't even give us something that we desire. He gives us something that is his purpose. Great men, learn stuff. They'll tell me to do different stuff. I was a musical director. Just imagine, musical director. I was the only musical director in these two great churches that was never paid a dime. I was the only instrumentalist that was never paid a dime. Not one penny was given to me. And then I became the, 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 the dean of the Bible school. And still I wasn't paid. And I remember when I lost my job and there was no money coming in. They, I didn't even say a word to anyone. Until one day my pastor recognized it and said, ah, what is happening? You lost your job and you didn't tell me? Immediately. Let me tell you what he did. Immediately. He ordered them to give me 3,000 pounds to cover my bills. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, going to, I'm here to say to you, without any, any form of lying, I did not cash that check. I did not even pick it up. My God will supply for all my needs. It was training. I didn't like it, but it was God said, no! Because there will be a time where you have to lead an entire church and you cannot take it down. For two years in worship tabernacle, not one penny came. It's called training. And if you're so used to, I want to get something out of this, you will never get anything out of it. Oh, I'm still on number one. I'm going to stop on this one, please. I'm going to stop on this one. I'll, pick, I'll, I'll rush through the, next, the others next week. You've got to learn to be able to train hard. You've got to focus on learning more than earning. Because what you will earn in future will depend on what you learned in the past. What you don't know can hurt you. It can put a lid on your potentials. I've just, I've just gone through a documentary. Uh, it's called The Last Dance. Michael Jordan, if you've not watched it, go and watch it. It's on Netflix. I just went through that documentary. I've known this before, but there's something that stood out for me. It was very clear that Michael Jordan had talent. But he had to have a great coach to profit from his talent. Without Phil Jackson, without Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan would have been a millionaire, not a billionaire. That's the difference. He was talented. I remember in one of those clips, Phil Jackson says, I know you score 37, 45 in a game, but now I want you to be able to carry the team so that nobody attacks only you. You've got to bring in Scottie Pippen. You've got to bring in other people. You may, be, you may now be scoring 25, 26, but don't worry because everybody else is carrying the weight. And he said he hated it. But I trusted my coach. He hated it, but he, touched his, he trusted his coach. And it was until Phil Jackson came in and said, you've got to share it that they won six NBA basketball um, um, trophies in a row. You can't go to success walking alone. Michael Jordan had talent. 
but he needed a coach to bring him to the next level. You may marry, but you need a coach to bring you to the next level. You may be single, but you may need a coach like Naomi to bring you to the next level. Joshua had talent, but there was always a Moses. Eli, Samuel had talent, but he needed a saving prophet for him to be able to listen and learn, to listen to the voice of God. And the Bible says he was the greatest prophet in Israel. Only because he listened to a saving prophet who was going out of the scene, who couldn't teach his children right. And many of you, let me go back to this, always like what is attractive, but never look at something that is tasteless, odorless, and sometimes without color. Colorless. That's right. Tasteless, odorless, and colorless. And what is tasteless, odorless, and colorless is about to change your destiny in the future. But we go for something that has color, something that has taste. But remember, even those who are in the medical field know that something that tastes sweet may not be that good for you. Michael Jones says, this is going to make me look bad. He says, no, spread it out. If there was no Elijah, there would not be an Elisha. The coach will push you beyond what you think you can do. Let me ask you a question. For those who are just, for, for those who are single, for those who, who, who just live a life without a mentor, for those who just think that I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, an authority to myself, why on earth would Roger Federer need a coach? Have you noticed that most of the, those who coach them, like Roger Federer, like somebody like Rafael Nadal, you know, Djokovic, Serena Williams, go, can you, can, can, when we finish this summer, when we finish this service, go and Google their coach and try to see what exactly those guys have achieved. Nothing compared to the people they coach. <laughs> Your pastor may not have enough money as you, but he may have the word you need. No, none of their coach, Roger Federer. Who is his coach? Give me his name right now. Send it to me right now. You may not know, but you know what? He still needs the coach. Why does he need a coach? Why would a world-class player need a coach? As I say, one that is not as good as him on the court is not what the coach is not what your coach knows. It's what he sees that makes him valuable to you. It's what he sees. An African agent says what a young man will see climbing up the tree. An old man will see sitting down. If you're not teachable, let me close. You're not teachable. If you want to develop great character, be teachable. The more you think you know, the less likely you are going to place yourself under the influence of those who really know and can help you. Oh, I want a mentor. I want a mentor. Can you really do what the mentor has told you to do? I want my finances in order, but you're afraid to come for training. Training. Training says you're going to sell that car. Training says you're not going on any holidays for the next one year. You can't even go now. But, but, but no, 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 pastor. Pastor's trying to encroach on me. And these older generation don't know what they're doing. That's why this younger generation is dying quickly. Because we're supposed to pass over the baton of greatness to you. 
This is especially true when you view yourself as more capable, more passionate, more talented, especially than the folks that are around you. I like this definition of humility. I'm going to close. It is an ability to recognize your talents and gifts accurately and then willing to stoop lower to a level and become curious, open, and willing to accept instructions without clinging to your pride. Do you want me to say that again? Listen to the tape. You, you can't really learn until you become humble. You can't receive new knowledge unless you're willing to open the door to another. Let me, let me close by saying this. Most times, it's not pastor that you need as a mentor. There are other people who are around that can help you. Well, we need someone to help us with marriage. There are many people in church that have great marriage. Or we can on. they're doing a 10-year program on their, on their Instagram or on their, on their YouTube or, or Facebook. Wonderful program. They are mentors too. Go see them. If, if a business lasts for five years, it's genuine. If a marriage lasts for 10 years, you can play kudos to Wonderful online. They can be wonderful marriage counselors. I'm sorry I mentioned their names. We were doing a, 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 a pre-marital and, 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 and Tyler and Sarah came on. Young, we're not talking about people like us. Young people, they came on. Spoke to those who are pre-marital. These are counselors. These are mentors. We have Matthew and, and, uh, and, and his wife. Different ethnicities coming together. Have children looking to their lives. These are mentors that you need. But you know what? You're so proud that none of them mean anything to you except the pastor and his wife. That does not make sense. Finances. There are many people in church. Yemis and, and, uh, and buy properties and the callers. I'm mentioning names because God has blessed us with mentors and teachers. But you will never go to them. Why? Because... You want to have that direct access with pastor. I don't have a problem with that. But maybe it's not pastor that God wants to use to mentor you. Because as someone gave a testimony two weeks ago, she said she went to her friend who was hard on her with her finances and he changed her life. You just need people who will mentor you. Your mentor will tell you, sit down. Your mentor will look into your music life and say, you are going up well. But you will never stay with them. Because what you're looking for is something that has taste Something that has color, something that smells nice. But God, when it comes to training, it is what? Tasteless, colorless, and odorless. May God help us as he leads us towards our Naomi. As he leads us towards our Eli. As he leads us towards our Moses. Joshua saw Moses fail, but he stuck with him. As he leads us towards our Jesus. Because Jesus was hung on the cross. But while he was hung on the cross, it didn't mean that his life or his power lost value. But it was his sacrifice. And many of you don't realize that the failure of your parents is a signpost to your success. I've got to stop them, man. You're shouting at them, you're looking at them, you despise them. But their failure is a signpost to where you need to go. The people who are your mentors may not be as rich as you, may not be as intelligent as you. But if you don't honor and respect them, you will never develop good character. And you're failing in your home because you don't want to listen. You're failing in your careers because you don't want to listen. And I'm praying this day 
that as God has made me to stop only on one point, not because I talk too much, but because it's a prophetic word going out, that you will humble yourself, get out of your plight, because where you are is a millionaire. Where you need to go is a billionaire. And many of you are playing with your hundreds instead of with your thousands. And many are playing with their thousands instead of their millions. Many are playing with their millions instead of their billions. Many are play, playing with two congregation members without knowing God wants to give them 50. And many of you, because you now have 200 people as your main viewers, you think it's time for me. I can do this. God wants to give you thousands of people. But you've got to train to reign. Father, we thank you. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Father, I, I thank you because I didn't want to stay on this point. But I just feel that's what you want to teach somebody today. We develop character by being trainable, by allowing our ears to hear your word. I open the eyes of many people around right now. I open the ears of many people around right now. I open their lives that they will find people around them that can train them. You've given us, you've blessed us with ministers in church, young ministers in church, people around that can help with finances, help with marriage, help with relationship, help with business. Father, let us humble ourselves and stop saying, God, I don't want no one to know my business. Your business is failing. Humble yourself and come to God. Pray right now. Say, God, I want to find the mentor. And if I don't, maybe my mentor is what I'm hearing right now. Start to say, God, deal with this character of mine. I want to develop great character. And maybe you're online right now. And there's somebody online who hasn't given their lives to Jesus. He loves you. You may think this is hard, but he loves you. You know this is what you need to hear. You know this is what you need to hear. And Jesus is saying, come to me and I will make you. Listen to me. He says, come to me and I will make you fishers of man, men. Not, not that I will make you what you want to be. I will make you what I want you to be. And as you come this morning or this afternoon, why don't you lift your hands, wherever you are in your room, and say this word after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my heart this day. I submit my heart. I humble my heart to you. I have been a Christian before, but Father, I've backslidden. I'm coming back home this day to be committed and be consistent. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And someone says, Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.